0: Hobby addict It's time for hobby addicts.
1: And now here are your anime addicts.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 225. Holy shit. That's nine quarters. Uh, I'm your host, Mitsugi. Mitsugi's here, joined by the fabulous, the wonderful Mandy.
0: Hello. I'm uh, I'm doing okay. It's been a weird week, but I'm doing all right.
2: Indeed. Indeed. And we're going to say the stupendous, the acrobatic... And the unflinching Mason.
1: Acrobatic is a good word this Ooh, week, you like but that, uh, huh? yeah, I do. I'm a little, a little, beaten, a little burnt, a little bruised, a little battered, but Uh-oh. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing okay.
0: He has been practicing his wrestling moves.
1: Exactly. Oh. Uh, poorly. <laughs> well, today on Hobby Addicts, it's going to be all
2: games, I think, and and not really anything new but i'm very interested in the conversation anyway so i finished ghost of tsushima so final thoughts on that and i played some beat saber last night which was pretty neat and i'll talk about that as well and mason is going to talk about uh better late than never the final fantasy 7 remake and his take on it and that's going to be interesting i think and mandy what are you going to talk about today
0: uh, I haven't really done anything this week. How about your
2: fantastic artwork?
0: I, I mean, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I have done art stuff so I could talk about that. And I
2: want hear I, don't, I, don't and and, and, and I wanna I wanna hear what you have to say about the Demi Gorgon.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I did finish season one of Stranger Things yesterday. With my mom, we watched that together. And yeah, g- game-wise, all I've played is Spiritfarer all week. and wow. But I don't really have much to update on that because it's a very, very laid-back game and I've only been playing it in chunks. So um, yeah, I haven't like spent a whole day on it or anything.
2: <laughs> well, I'll just start off, I guess. And I finished Ghost of Tsushima and I mainlined the after I got it has three acts, and after I got to act two, I was I just decided to mainline the story because I had done like every map icon through act one and it took forever. Um and so I just mainlined the story and This game is more or less a must play. I think that it's like it it will be if it doesn't win Game of the Year, it will be a hot competitor, I would say, for Game of the Year. Just the the beauty of the game and It's like, I want to compare it to, like, there have been games in the past where I thought, I think I've been stunned by how beautiful they are, but they're always a function of how good the graphics and such are at the time. So, like, when I played Shadow of the Colossus the first time on PlayStation 2, it just blew my eyeballs out. I was like, holy shit, this game is fucking gorgeous. The forests, the castles, the water, everything was just like, oh, god, it's god. And then when Okami came out, I felt the same way. I was like, this game is fucking gorgeous, but, like, in a totally different way. Ghost of Tsushima is so fucking gorgeous. I mean, in a very modern sort of they-have-a-lot-more-that-they-can-do sort of way, but, man, it is just a pretty-ass game. And I just enjoyed I enjoyed it all the way to the end. I mean, it's not very difficult, which is fine. And... But, like, there were some moments in it where, that were just badass as shit. Like, you get a lot. The gameplay is awesome. You get a lot of really cool abilities later on. Like, you get, like, this ghost mode where, like, when you kill, like, seven or eight people without taking any damage, you, like, get in the zone and you can, like, I guess you've intimidated so many people like, around you that you frighten them and they kind of, like, freeze and run away and you turn into, like, the ghost and you just fucking hack them apart. I mean, It's crazy. And um, all the little like side story quests, they're not they're not that unlike what Grand Theft Auto would have, where you would have um, you'd have a character, and then they'd be like a side character, and the side character would have like five missions that would tell their story, and then you'd go to the next guy. Well, instead of like you know carjacking and killing hookers, you're basically like taking revenge on the people that murdered your family, or you're uh, trying to. I don't know, help someone make it to the mainland to start a new life or something like that. So, like, all the side stories are great. The final, the main quest line is fairly short. I mean, it's maybe 20 missions. It's pretty short, and they're not very long each. But, man, I finished it, and it's it was just a, a total pleasure. And I'm going to get the Platinum Trophy. It's a real easy one. I think almost half of people who play this game get the Platinum Trophy, according to... P- uh, PSN profilescom which is like ridiculous because only five percent of people got that two-point hospital <laughs> trophy but um I basically have to go back and do all the map icons anyway so I should have just done it to begin with but,
0: but that got- was my problem why I haven't finished it because I was spending way too much time doing every single little icon before I even moved yeah. on with the story yeah. so like I I unlocked the top half top um, half of the map after that big battle which you know, no spoilers or anything, but
1: um, right. you
0: know what I mean. When during this big battle, right afterwards, you unlock the top half yep. of the map, and then I was like, "Oh, well, I want to do all the stuff down here because I have a ton of quests down here." Like, go to this area and help this person, or this. There's rumors of something over here, and there's foxes and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I just started. I just got really too like obsessed with it with those little tiny quests. I was like, no, I have to do them before I move on. <laughs> So, I didn't move on with the story yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, the yeah, you got to do all the foxes, you got to do all the shrines. You got to light all the uh, all the lighthouse tower things. You have to you have to do all the hot springs, all the haikus, all the bamboo strikes. Yeah, you basically have to do everything to get the platinum. But, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't give a damn about that, but I do cuz I'm strange like that, but it, it's just been really good. I'm not going to drone on and on about it because we've discussed it at length enough, but it's... uh, I don't know if I liked it more than Final Fantasy VII Remake just because Final Fantasy VII has a very soft spot for me, but as a game, it's probably a better game than Final Fantasy VII's remake, but hmm. maybe not as fun, I would say. Like, Jean is nowhere near as fun to play. Yeah, to be around I was going to
0: and- say... the For sure, I was going to say the characters in, in Final Fantasy are like why you play
2: <laughs> yeah i mean like barrett is so unbelievable you've like just fun to like listen to and yeah if i if i could listen to a podcast where it's just barrett talking uh, i would i'd be down for that <laughs> but like it's like gene is is cool but um him like the world that he's in and the characters that are around him are all just miserable and so it's not really mm. all that much fun but but wow what a what, what a great game so i'm gonna wrap that up maybe this week and I don't know. Either going to move on to Cuphead or Horizon Zero Dawn, probably. But maybe for the sake of the of hobby addicts, I'll do Cuphead just because I think we've discussed Oof. Horizon.
0: I've discussed, didn't I? I swear I've discussed Cuphead a long time have ago. You?
2: Oh, maybe you might have.
0: It's uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that.
2: Well, I asked a friend of mine. I was like, "Oh, this game's supposed to be so hard," and he's like, "I didn't really think it was that hard." But that's just because you know I've played every single Mega Man game. Is what he said. It's like if you're if you're good at the side scrolling, uh, like bullet hell of like Mega Man, then then you can mm-hmm. then you'll be better at Cuphead than like the average person. But I have no idea. I mean, for all I know, I'll be horrible. But I love the art style; the way it looks is just very appealing. So I'll probably jump on that next, and I think it's also fairly short.
0: Yeah, it relies heavily on rhythm. Once you get the rhythm down, it's much easier. Unless you're playing multiplayer. It gets multiplayer much is so
1: much more difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh,
1: it has multiplayer? Yeah, local co-op, oh, like couch girlfriend. co-op, and oh, it's a blast, but it is significantly more difficult. I'm,
0: if your partner <laughs> sucks at it, they, they are a liability. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! And they
0: they definitely will bring you down. I would <laughs> say even
1: if they are decent, like it just generates so much more noise yeah. on screen that just like focusing becomes a challenge. Yeah. Next week sure. on the
2: podcast, Mitsuki breaks up with his girlfriend because <laughs> she will she will not be she will she's self proclaimed she likes video games but she's more of like the Harvest Moon. Um I feel Stardew that. Valley yeah. type and, and if I throw her into Cup Edge, I think she would probably say she'd be very really bad at it, but we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway. Um Mason, I want to hear what you think about Final Fantasy Seven, because I have a feeling you're gonna you'll break my heart a little bit, but no matter what you say, i still love you.
1: We'll still be friends, right? Yeah, of course. So I played the demo back when it came out and I loved it. I thought that the demo absolutely kind of sold me on the game what it would provide um i was like oh this combat is actually a ton of fun and i the biggest reason i didn't play the game earlier is because i had concerns with well there's going to be a big gap between part one and part two and i don't know yeah. about like how that's going to port over the data i think all the systems that play like i'm gonna learn how to play and kind of forget and i'm gonna have to relearn and go back eventually so i, I was just like oh i'll play it later and essentially a situation came up where I w- got the opportunity to play it so I'm like you know what might as well play it to uh, be part of the discussion and played the first level again which was essentially the demo still enjoyed it and I started marching through the game itself and I just was not feeling it everything felt like a slog like everything was just so railroaded and I posted I'm like hey guys like is there more to the game? Does it get better later? Like, is it worth pushing through? And everyone's like, yeah, the beginning's kind of sl- a slog. Definitely keep on giving it a shot. And it seemed like a lot of people really enjoyed uh, Chapter 9, which is like halfway through the game. It's where you go to Wall Market in uh, Sector okay. 6 with some of the big bombastic moments. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to at least make it to there. That's halfway through the game. You get to see some of the impressive Stuff that the fans are super hyped about, and I figured that would be giving it a good shot. So I essentially played one chapter a day, and found it to be mostly a chore, but some chapters were better than others. But essentially, I think chapter 8 is really what solidified what I dislike about this game. So chapter 8, you start off, you crash through the church, you meet Aerith, and you have this fight with Reno. Right, And right off the bat, you have these fights with those goons and this guy, and it's amazing. I love, almost without exception, all the combat in this game. I think the real-time stuff, but having you pause and systematically think about how to use your teammates is phenomenal. And every time there was a fight, I was so excited. And so this chapter starts off great. You get an interesting boss fight. You have a nice little setting. It's great. It's so good. And then you have this weird, like, escape scene with... In the back of the church, where you yeah. just slowly plod behind her, and then she f- gets shot at and falls, and you have to do this like weird rooftop monkey bar action. Like, none of that feels good to do, and it takes 10, 15 minutes, and it's just a slog. And then they kind of just give up, and then you follow her along the rooftop, and it's just kind of following her along, slowly trudging through, and it's a slog. And then you get down off the rooftops, and you just pass. You run by these uninteresting mounds of garbage, which is kind of bland. You fight these little nothing creatures, which is, I like combat, but it serves no purpose. And then you just navigate this like garbage mound, where you go from ladder to ladder. And you just climb up the ladder to climb up another ladder. And then you find the box you have to push. But you can't push it, so you have to climb back down a ladder, climb back down a ladder... Go over. Push the box. And you don't just push it. You have to, like, hold the triangle button. (laughs) And it slowly winds around like a clock. And then he pushes it once. And then you have to do it again. Like, why did they waste so much time? It wasn't even like a hold and, like, he struggles against it. And you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm struggling with him. It's like with the switches. Like, he holds the switch awkwardly at the top. And you just wait. And you wait. And then he... It's like everything just dragged and then you get to the town um not the wall market this is the chapter before and you have to follow earth as you slowly push through the town and people constantly interact with her and you have to stop and wait and they talk and you do that again and it happens like three times and then you the tv comes on and you have to watch like scarlet this like bombastically cartoonishly evil bad character just like push the cameraman over and then you keep on walking and then you go to Aerith's house and she's like oh I need to go get ready and wait for me so she goes upstairs so I wait and I wait and I guess the game wants you to go up and poke around her house even though she just said to wait but I guess you gotta do it so you go up there and you poke around and she's like ah you couldn't wait okay let's go and you pick flowers and you pick stuff and then you get great conversations where uh, Aerith asks you hey how do you think they're going to arrange the flowers and then Cloud says I don't know. And then Aerith says, I guess we'll find out. And then you just keep on walking. And actually, my favorite minigame is when I have to follow Aerith around, you can actually kind of get ahead of her and kind of navigate her. So I would just try to get her to bump into as much stuff as possible and knock chairs over. That was a lot of fun, actually. So after all this walking and all this waiting, you finally are free to explore the city for a bit. And it's great. You see the life. You see this world. And it's so much more immersive than what it was before. And it's so finely detailed and it looks fantastic. You meet this kind of weird character named like Chadley, And he gives you the option to do like these VR fights. And the first one he gives you is the Shiva fight. And it's amazing. It's combat. You actually get to fight. And it's so much fun. And you're running around. I still don't like that you can't block and dodge everything. And you're just made to get hit. But nonetheless, it was great. And I love that. And all of a sudden, okay, I guess I beat this boss. And now what's next? Uh, You got to help these kids. And you just go around rounding up kids. And every kid has like two minutes of dialogue. And there's no option to skip it. There's no option to advance. They just, you have to round up like five kids to say, hey, you got to go take your lessons. And they just take so long about telling you everything about them. And it's... It's, and then it ends with like a fight against Rude, which is not as good as the Reno fight, but no. it's it's still a, a boss fight, and it's still kind of interesting. You get to play around more with Cloud and Aerith and learn how, they, how their mechanics work. And so, you know, it starts with great combat, it ends with great combat, or so I thought, and then the, the chapter ends with you having to sneak out of the house, and they just litter the floor with, like, trash cans and pieces of paper and, like... I don't know, just literal garbage, for you to like slowly try to walk around. And if you so much as like brush up against it, because Cloud doesn't have a walk animation, he just flies at full speed. Like, Aerith catches you, and they make you restart. And there's like an absurd low time, and then they slowly make clean up the garbage to make it easier. Like, who wanted that? Who thought that was charming?
2: I think a lot of the problem you you have with the game is. Is because it's a function of, of, of a few things. One, I think that Final Fantasy 7 was too big of a game for them to do all at once in the way that they wanted to. Uh, in yeah. a way that would make it worth having a remake, I guess would be how how I would put it. Um, second, because they, I think they wanted to make more money, and they 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 saw how well it worked with Final Fantasy 13. Final Fantasy 13, I don't really care for it very much, but the the three games combined sold like 16 million copies or something it was a lot and so people are buying these fucking games even though the three installments um, concept isn't really all that advertising for everybody i think it worked with Final Fantasy X too also and so they're like oh we want to make this three games cuz we want to make like you know it's it's not enough to make uh, you know 500 million dollars in revenue we have to make like one, we have to make 2 billion so yeah they break it no. into pieces they break it into pieces and they're like, well, then we have to stretch out Midgar, and so in order to stretch out Midgar, it's, a, it's the same. Chapter eight is the same problem I have with chapter fourteen, is that it's just bullshit. Like they mm-hmm. basically just add bullshit into the game to make it longer, because Midgar would only be like a sixteen-hour game if it was the original Final Fantasy VII, but it isn't. And so like the whole section with um, what the fuck's the guy on the motorcycles name. He didn't, he didn't need to be in there at all. Chapter four was a waste. And chapter eight is like, it's a bunch of walking around and escorting Eris and um, you know going around the orphans. Her, her, her fucking town and all this. And that didn't really need to be in there either. And, I mean,
1: I, I, I know what you're saying. I know yeah. why they did it. I've heard a lot of people compare it to like the Hobbit trilogy of the movies where it's a good concept and they just stretched it to make th- three or whatever games out of it. And it didn't need th- to have all that there. Like, it, the neat visuals aren't enough to justify the length. And I understand why they did it and why they made the, des- the decisions they did. I mean, like I said, the combat is great. The music I thought was phenomenal. The cinematography was off the charts. I thought that was phenomenal. And I just kept on wondering, like, why isn't this just a cutscene? Why, why not just make Advent Children so I can see all this, these characters and like them and but just not have to make it a game like I don't know. I think that and I, I guess if you are endeared to the characters and just want to be around them and see the world they come from. Yes, I absolutely understand why people love the game. And yes, chapter nine with the honeybee in and some of those moments were hilarious and super well done. A little cheesy, a little campy, but they kind of can get away with it because they know that's the charm. But so much of the game leading into it just wasn't worth it that I was just for every one good moment there was like four where I was just like why why did why do we have to go through this why did when you're going through these tunnels I need to control the hands to pick up the box move the box to pick up earth move earth oh wait earth can't go on the box re-pick up earth move off the box move the box away like it just took time and I felt like it wasn't valuable like I feel like I could go to YouTube and watch the second half of this game through like cutscenes and be like I get it. I, I don't need to experience it firsthand, which is a shame because, like I said, and then we'll drive down to this day, the combat, I just want combat. I just thought it was so well done that the first game, the original, I should say, you grind through boring combat to get through the amazing story, whereas here you grind through the story to get to the combat. And I, I didn't hate my entire experience with it. I just uh, didn't like it. As much as I think I wanted to, so I, I don't, don't know. know.
2: I don't know if I can convince you to keep playing the game, but um, chapter fourteen is, or maybe chapter thirteen is probably the best chapter in the game, and it might be worth playing the chapter thirteen to see if you change your mind. But you will have to go through chapter eleven, which is another chapter of bullshit. So if I could just
1: come to your house and you could just let me chapter select. <laughs> that would be the way. Like, if you could just choose your encounters and do that. Also, yeah, no random encounters. That gets a plus. But I don't know. I there's moments I love, but there's more moments I dislike. I mean, do you know
2: the story of Final Fantasy Seven?
1: Uh, for the most part. I mean, because I don't want to spoil
2: chapter thirteen, but I mean, chapter eleven is a, is a is a filler chapter that they inject into it, but it is mm-hmm. almost entirely fighting. So, um, you might enjoy it more because it's a lot. It's a lot more um, like working your way through a a sort of a dungeon with a lot of fighting than it is, you know, like walking around and escorting somebody. But it is long and it is not in the original, really, for the most part.
1: I mean, I really like the chapter where you go around turning on all like the turning off the spotlights, like the artificial suns. Yeah. Because that that was was very dungeon like. There was not, it wasn't like open world. I wasn't looking for something like that or like heavy RPG mechanics. It was just running through dungeon corridors. You f- would find enemies, and you'd be like, H- how am I going to systematically take care of them? And it was, gave you a lot of freedom. And like getting to the Colosseum in chapter 9 was like, oh, here's ways to just learn and thrive and immerse yourself in well, the mechanics.
2: Once you get the chapter 9 chapters, I'm looking at the chapter list, chapter 10, 11, 12, and 13 are mostly just fighting. So I don't know. I don't know if that entices you at all, but... Yeah, chapter eight was long. Yeah, I I should know. I did it. I had to do it three times. So, But nonetheless, I
1: understand why people yeah. jive with the game so strongly and are excited for the future parts. And uh, I don't know. It's just not. It wasn't worth the time for me. But to say it's a bad game, I I could see it both ways. I I feel the same way about Ghost of Tsushima
2: sometimes because mm-hmm. for every for every moment in Final Fantasy VII I had like, walking slowly through a town, you know. I mean, I, I really didn't mind that section with, with Eris, by the way, in Chapter 8, because I thought it was one of the more beautiful areas of the game. Like, when you were up on the buildings, like, pushing boxes or whatever, I, you know, I stopped and looked around, and you could see, like, the top of the plate and the church in the background, and I thought it was a very, like, beautiful, well-designed well area. And I don't disagree. And you can
1: probably do that in Ghost of Tsushima if you're like, wow, look at this landscape. Look at this. I, as a player, want to take the time to appreciate it. But to have it, the game throw on the brakes and say, look, look how much work we put into it. We're going to force you and drag you through the mud so you can really taste the dirt. It's like, well, I I probably would have done it anyway. But to have you force me into it... turns me off. The uh my my biggest issue with Ghost of Tsushima is
2: you spend probably a net 4 hours just riding your horse from one spot to another until you until you unlock the icons on the map that let you fast travel, you will just mm-hmm. run your fucking and there's no map. So you like the whole wind thing it doesn't work very well. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't really work all that well because the wind isn't really all that obvious. What direction it's telling you to go, and there's no map to help you tell unless you hit the start button and check your arrow, like which is what I do. Uh, I just get my guy going in the right direction, then I just run straight. I mean, I probably have five hours in that game just running straight, trying to get from one one spot to another. So, I don't know. Well, at least I you gave you. it. It sounds like you gave it a fair try because you played like half of it. So yeah.
1: So um. No one. I mean, I nobody, don't regret say, trying it. I, uh, I I'm glad I gave it a chance. I I don't know. I I didn't who, hate all my time with it, and who's who best
2: girl? Eris, Tifa, or I didn't or, 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 or like Jesse. any of them.
1: I liked Cloud so much. Um, I I I didn't like any of. Briggs was all right, but all the characters besides that did not do it for me. They were just too excessive. I there were so many t- and it didn't even let me uh like reject them. Like every time Aerith tried to go for a high five or like when she was dangling off the edge of the ladder, like I tried to leave her. I just tried <laughs> to leave her behind and the game did not let me do that.
2: No, of course not. <laughs> She's like the most important character in the game. So but I know. Yeah, r- most of the characters in FF7 don't really matter. Uh, like most of the Final Fantasies only only really Aerith Sephiroth, Cloud. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> no one else really matters. Don't they don't really have a they don't really have a role in the story other than to help Cloud.
1: Anyway, uh, I love the I love the dart mini game, the dart and the squatting and all that stuff, and the dancing oh, mini yeah. games. Those were fun. Those were fun. I enjoyed those.
2: All right. Well, Mandy, how was that Demi Gorgon?
0: Um. Yeah. It was. Uh. Stranger Things was pretty good, the uh, first season that we finished yesterday. Um, I'm trying to remember where I left off. I think I only watched four episodes, I think, the last time I talked about it. Yeah, I think so. And Yeah, so we binged through the last half yesterday. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. The uh, Like you said, it does ramp up towards the end. And... There were definitely a lot of alien references, which I enjoyed, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I kind of like that they kept referencing D and <laughs> was like, "Yes, I these are things that I know." So, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was pretty good, and I'm I'm interested in watching the next two seasons before season four comes out oh, I so think, next year. So you're
2: gonna do it? You're gonna catch up?
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely going to. I think it's worth it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of everything that we we thought, and um, I I think it did become a little bit more predictable, a little bit towards the end, but it was still like enjoyable. We still had a lot of fun with it, and um, we we kept yelling at the screen from characters that do things, <laughs> like oh, we yeah. were mad at one character hooking up with a guy at the end that we were like, what, why? <laughs> but apparently that character comes back in season two, so. Um, yeah, we had, we had a lot of fun with it.
2: Well, I finished season three, and I will say, without giving a spoiler, they finally, finally killed a character. <laughs> <I want to gasps> someone, a major oh. character finally dies and finds Stranger Things.
0: So, oh, I was going to say, not major, but a character does die in I, season one. Oh,
2: yeah. That, that, that was so long ago, I can't even really remember who, um, <laughs> who, who, who that would be. But.
0: I mean, unless you count all well, the grunts in there, too. There were a lot of deaths. Guess, we were at yeah, one point where, right. like, <laughs> when Debbie Gordon killed so many people in at one point. My mom and I were like, how are they going to explain
2: this? I guess you're right. Uh, I guess... I guess characters do die all through the three seasons. I guess it was just to me, I guess maybe I was just mad because I liked the character. <laughs> maybe. Uh-oh. I don't yeah. Know.
0: But. yeah. People do die in season one. Just nobody important. <laughs> yeah. Well, except for like an antagonist, but um, like, I, I won't say which one, but yeah. Uh, other than that, no one like really important. Dies. Yeah. I
2: guess it's, I guess it's like define important because so, many, so yeah. many. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you liked it. So, We'll have to hear how you feel about.
0: It. <gasps> Does L come back? I'm not gonna. I that's, like i I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it. No, well, okay, I'm not spoil gonna tell it.
2: you the story. Oh. Sorry, watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if Elle's in the other seasons.
2: <laughs> I mean, do you want me to tell you if she is?
1: What do you, What do you, What's your prediction?
2: Yeah, what do you think?
0: I'm gonna say yes.
1: Have you seen Stranger Things? Madison? I don't know if
0: the Up Down no, world have, is in the others.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll start it in a couple weeks. You know I could is the
0: Silent Hill world in season one or two and three?
2: Listen, I could tell you all these things, but I'm just gonna make you watch it. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think you'll keep enjoying it probably. So there's yeah, a, it was pretty good. There's a there's like a different crazy fucking monster in every season, so it's pretty it's pretty it pretty uh, it maintains its entertainment level pretty well. So.
0: There were some parts we were, like, kind of rolling our eyes. Like, there's a part where these kids sneak into a police station, sn- literally sneak in, like, literally pass a guy who's sitting watch. We're like, how? How did they just yeah, sneak yeah. in there? We were cracking up though. We're yeah. like, "What?"
2: You're gonna have you have some flashbacks to that, um, and at, at another point in the show, I think.
0: Oh, uh, it was really funny. We're like, it was like the middle of the night. The office is closed. There's one cop there, just watching, like standing guard. We're like, "How did they get inside?" We're cracking up. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fun though. Okay, well. Uh. Other than that, all I've done is play Spiritfarer and draw. and that's pretty much it.
2: What is Spiritfarer?
0: I, I, I talked about that last weekend. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, yeah, it was the laid-back, um, story-driven game where half of it is sort of like a somewhat Harvest Mooney-type game. Uh, right. I guess more like Animal Crossing, I'd mm-hmm. say where you bring spirits onto your boat and you have to try and make them happy and fulfill their quests and, and to the point that they, you know, unlock more and more of their personal stories and to the point where they, they are comfortable moving on to the afterlife or moving on to the next stage of their life. And then you get to ferry their, uh, spirit to the gate to let them pass on. It was a, it's that game. i um, still working on it. I haven't, I haven't had any spirits pass on yet because I'm like, every all of them I've come to a request that I'm like I can't fulfill yet. I need more money <laughs> to buy stuff for them, and so uh, I'm working on it though. I ran out of room on my ship and I need to get enough uh, currency to upgrade it. But I mean, it's not like a hard game. It's a very very laid back game, so I just need to play it more. <laughs>
1: Mandy, have you tried the game, and you might have already talked about it, Dreamscaper?
0: Sounds familiar. Let me look it up real quick. Dreamscaper.
1: It's, yeah, one word. It's like, a, it was released almost a year ago, I think. It's like a roguelite.
0: No, I have not. Game? <laughs> I have okay.
1: okay, I uh, was watching some videos and it seemed pretty, maybe up your alley, but a little more challenging than like a typical... I don't know. It seemed like it had a cool vibe. So I was thinking maybe checking it out, but I figured I'd ask for your opinion, but disregard.
0: <laughs> it looks cool. I haven't really heard anything about it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, feel like I've heard the yeah.
0: name, but I don't remember anyone like like playing this on stream or anything. I probably just missed it, but it looks good.
2: Well, I played Beat Saber last night and went over to hang out with a guy. And uh, his girlfriend and my girlfriend, we went and got dinner, and then we played some Beat Saber. And I haven't played Beat Saber before. Have you guys ever played Beat Saber?
0: Um, I have not, but are you playing on VR? On PlayStation VR?
1: No, it's on Oculus. It was on Oculus.
0: Oh, Oculus Rift. No, I have not. But I've, I've seen people play it, I just haven't played it myself.
1: Yeah, so. I have not played it either. It inherently looks like a game that's like, you can instantly tell how it works, and you're like, oh, I'd be good at that, and then I expect that it's far more difficult than first appears.
2: Yeah, so you put the Oculus on, and it's 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 similar to the, it's um it's basically the same as the PlayStation VR. It's just more powerful. It, it's more expensive, and has enough processing like inside of it that it doesn't have any cables, which automatically makes it better. Um, you don't have any
0: cables? My Oculus Rift has cables. Yeah, no, well, this guy. <laughs> but Mine was also the first release gen, so. That's probably why. I don't
2: know. Um, <laughs> This guy, like, has all... He had so much stuff. He, like, all... He, like, I don't know. He... I don't know. He had all kinds of crazy shit in his apartment. So, it was, it was pretty interesting to see stuff I'd never seen before, <laughs> including, like, <laughs> this headset that had no cables. So, I, I guess... I think it was an Oculus, but um, it was... It had no PC, no PlayStation, no Xbox, no nothing. It was just the Oculus. So, you put the damn... You put the headset oh. on. Oh, you put huh. the head you put this this VR headset on and it I guess connects to the TV with with Bluetooth or I don't know how the fuck it connects. It has no no cables at all. So I it's some kind of a some kind of a, of a infrared signal or something is connecting it. But um, unless I'm just dumb. I wonder how
0: it gets power. Unless I'm just huh.
2: unless I'm just dumb and don't
0: Does he have to charge it? Maybe?
1: I don't know. I mean I have to imagine <laughs> I don't know, but but uh, twenty AAA batteries. (laughs) Oh my god! It Uh, it sounds like
0: it would like die very quickly, considering how powerful they are. I don't know; it's weird.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the headset right now. Oculus Rift S is a no. Is this this is it? I don't know. Maybe not. But um,
0: mine connects to my computer and it does have cables. But I I also pre-ordered it as soon as they were like, "Oh, the first wave of VR headsets," and I was like. Mine is so it's very old. Why
2: well, am know,
1: Ghost in the Shell now?
0: I don't know yeah.
2: much I don't know much about um VR headsets or anything like that, but it didn't have a cable. So whatever it was, I don't know how it was powered or I don't I don't know how the video got got to the T V but but um this Beat Saber game is pretty cool. So it like it it, it like will stream the game to the T V and then so everybody can watch you, act like an idiot, and then you put this headset on. And uh it's, it's pretty comfortable, and it has, like, these two, jo- like, controllers. And this was, it was pretty impressive. Like, um, it was weird. Like, I have this headset on, and he'd be, like, helping me get it on, and he's holding, like, the controllers. And they're almost, like, they're not Joy-Cons, but, like, you could just, like, you could equate them to Joy-Cons, basically, for, like, the Wii or whatever. Um, and he's, like, f- fussling with it. And it's, like, I can see the Joy-Cons, in the Oculus, while they're this is people are listening to this, were are like, yeah, of course, you moron. But like, this is just I have I don't have that much experience <laughs> with VR, but it's so sensitive that I knew exactly where the Joy-Con was, like in my general vicinity, and could reach for it and grab it from him without ever seeing it with my eyes, because it because the the thing is so sensitive that even though it wasn't right in front of me, I knew where it was, so I'd like turn and just take it from him, like because I can see the fucking. Um,
1: like you can just see it floating in space.
2: Exactly. And it's like so accurate cool. that I could just grab it right out of his hand. Um, like You can move your fingers and see your fingers moving. I mean, it's, it's wild. So um, this Beat Saber game is like you grab the little... little. It'd be like if you had two Wiimotes, I guess, even though they're not Wiimotes. And um, and it, it just plays like anime songs or, or songs that come with the game. And you can like slash you're like you're slashing these these boxes so they're basically like swords and you can and you like so you're like it's kind of fun like there's like a pirate song and, and then and some of the songs are done so that you kind of imitate like a dance move or whatever so like he did the the Gangnam style song and there's they have the blocks and stuff in the game like fly at you position in such a way that, that when you play, when you do the song correctly you're doing like the exact gungam style dance it's really fucking hilarious i gotta oh that's funny i got that's funny. so it, you're yeah.
1: not even thinking about dancing but it nope. puts you in that position
2: yeah exactly and like i did a pirate song and there was a section where you're hitting all these blocks with just like your left hand and it was i, I felt like i was like on the deck of a ship like 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 fencing with some dude
0: swashbuckling
2: swashbuckling yeah cuz cuz you have to <laughs> cuz like the blocks will fly at you and you have to slash like left right up or down through the block in that direction or you can stab straight through the block um to the music and not only and then on top of that they throw obstacles at you so they'll have like these walls there's they'll have like sections of the map that come at you will have obstacles on them and you have to move your body to, like, crouch under, like, a, a wall that's flying at you or if it's, like, coming or if over on the left, like, if it's coming at you on the left, you, like, step to the right or whatever. So, like, you kind of have to move around while you're, like, just slashing through shit. In the end of the day, it's it's a rhythm game, so you look, you look like a fool when you're playing it. Like you, feel, like, you feel like you look cool when you're playing, but you really look like a moron.
0: <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> um... Gotta put some, like, a- wrist weights on to, like, get a workout out of it.
0: I was gonna say that's all of VR. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you really, you really, like,
2: I don't. It wasn't as it wasn't as like cardio intensive as like a DDR game, but which is like DDR. After three songs, I'm like dripping. But it was, (laughs) but it
0: was fun. And (laughs) it's um, all that boom, boom, ay, ay, yas. I mean, I, (laughs) I mean,
2: like four hundred years ago, back when I was in, like back when I was a freshman in college, I. I lost like my freshman ten pounds playing DDR like over winter break or whatever. I
0: think I did too. I mean, I
2: mean, <laughs> but back when my back didn't hurt and I could like jump around on the on the mats for
1: like four straight hours. But um, how many songs would you say it took you to like get Beat Saber, or was it pretty immediate? Don't understand.
2: It, it it's not a hard game. I mean, of course, like. He had all these fucking awesome anime songs, and I wanted to play them. He had like, there were like a dozen or two dozen songs from Persona, and I wanted to play all those. And he had all the Railgun music, and Chala Head Chala, and all that other stuff. But people that are making those songs are like, it's kind of like Pump It Up, where they're all custom, and so the people that are like making them are all like epically fucking good at the game, so they're all so difficult that like, oh yeah, yeah, I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even get like ten seconds into Chala Head Chala, and <laughs> just crushed me. <laughs> Um, but I would say like probably after like two or three songs, it was pretty like apparent what you were supposed to be doing. And you, like I was already on hard mode by the time I left. So it's, nice, not, it's nice. not, not, not especially difficult. It's just, it's just neat. It's a weird feeling when you have the headset on and you can't see anything with your eyes, but you know exactly where the thing is that you're reaching for in real life because the thing is so sensitive that it knows exactly where the fuck it is. I could, I could just take it. I mean, it was almost like if I had a piano in front of me like if they are, I felt like it was like, oh, if the Oculus is gonna project the piano, I could just play it without even looking at it. It would, it would have been like one of those weird. It was like, it was like imitating my eyesight. I mean, totally totally weird. So some people will The only to,
1: thing you can't see is all your friends filming you oh, for oh, oh, <laughs>, laughs.
2: I got a video of my girlfriend looking like a dumbass. <laughs> she doesn't even know, but she's like crouching like a duck and making this weird face. <laughs> it's like okay. So, so you don't
0: have a PSVR? I thought you did.
2: I I borrowed one to play Resident Evil 7 and then I oh. and then I gave it back to the guy. And it was totally worth that it. That one
0: That one made me really sick cuz I get VR sickness really yeah. bad.
2: Yeah, this one um people were there that get VR sick, but they didn't get sick playing Beat Saber. It didn't move it doesn't move, yeah. it doesn't move around a lot. You just kind of Yeah, I was going to say
0: when I get sick in VR is if I am standing still but my character in the game is moving. So like Silent uh, Hill, see. or not Silent Hill, I'm sorry, Resident Evil, that was really hard for me. I was like, I yeah. can't move. Yeah,
2: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. there is no character in Beat Saber, so you, yeah, yeah, I think you'd be fine. It was pretty neat. So I really hope VR becomes a thing, and I know that it's expensive now, and the devices you need to power it are really expensive, generally. Mm. But hopefully the price point will drop, and the technology will improve to like, match You know what it needs to be a a, like a you know a viable way to play games because yeah I like I really like the concept still so every time I play VR games I'm like oh this is really neat so
0: I (laughs) think I heard one time they're trying to release like an um, omnidirectional treadmill so you could play games with it that would be make it so much easier for me because I think as long as I am moving. Like even if I'm on a treadmill sort of thing, then I could walk in the game. It, then it probably wouldn't make me sick. But whew, I played one of those flight sim games, and I did. A, <laughs> I was okay for a second, and then my ship did a barrel roll, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna throw up." So I had to. <laughs> I had to take a nap after Do that. Do a
1: barrel to, roll. To be fair, Star the omnidirectional yeah. uh, like you know trackpad that you run on wouldn't really help with barrel rolls.
0: No, no, it would <laughs> not help with barrel rolls. But
1: I, I, I'm, I'm the same way, Mandy. I think anytime, even a lot of like first-person games, even outside of VR, if there's like a different level of like speed and like perception on the edges, it can get to me. So I'm very cautious when it comes to VR.
0: Yeah. I I have Skyrim too and that one was okay for a bit because you can walk a little bit but yeah I couldn't go very far but it was really funny trying to kill um wolves with my swords I'm like like kind of just swinging my uh my my little um remotes as like I don't know like I'm dicing like dicing something with knives it was really funny
2: <laughs> All right guys we're going to have to call it here because we're we're actually over time I didn't realize it but oh shit it sure flies quick doesn't it yeah so we gotta do the podcast so but hey you know what I had fun I always do yeah, yeah. and uh, next week I'll talk about my first class 3 mountain, mountain climb so that'll be interesting if I don't die nice and um, I'm sure everybody else will have something fun to talk about too so but uh, hey guys thanks for listening and, and contributing of course we appreciate you very much and we hope you enjoyed Hobby Addicts this week and we will see you next time so take care
0: Bye See guys!
1: Ya.